everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Awkward and Confused podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Silvina. And I'm Araceli. And this is Leslie. How are you, ladies? Good. I'm good. good. You guys seem to think about that for a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm actually feeling really good because I had a drink earlier and uh, the show was strong. <laughs> so excuse I'm me. I'm doing hard uh, 75 so I can't drink. What's that? So I'm like living vicariously through you right now. So this is very intense. Are you pregnant? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. She is dedicated to this episode. <laughs> well, she said really she can't drink. <laughs> no, it's a very like intense challenge. Um, and it's like five rules where it's like two 45 minute workouts a day, drink a gallon of water, stick to a diet with no cheat meals and no cheat days read 10 pages of a nonfiction or some book of like self-growth and I'm, I'm no alcohol for 75 days. Oh, 75 days for 75 days. So I'm going through this to like mid June. You lost me at the no cheat day. <laughs> yeah. Really like I don't understand <laughs> how people torture themselves like this. Like, like I just, I can't, it I can't be sustainable throughout your no, you know, well, and, and like it's a temporary thing, right? That's why it's only 75 days. It's just to kind of help develop better like lifestyle habit, like a better habit. Um, but for me, like it was just like after Everly, like I've hit like the biggest on the scale that I've ever been. So it's like I needed something to like mm. reset my mind of just like I need to create better habits. And uh one of Juan's cousins actually was like, hey, I'm going to do this challenge. You up for it? Like, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. And so here I am a week out. <laughs> but me on the 75th day, be like, really good day. Mm-hmm. I would probably wait to the 75th day and then I go out and pick out. And it's like, I did it for 75 days. Yeah. We're going to go eat celebrate at Olive Garden with pasta and me with wine. <laughs> basically what i did today (laughs) yeah so so i like hearing that because then it's like oh i can be happy through you because i'm sore today and body and it's sad because it's snowing outside so yeah how are you leslie (laughs) i feel like i need to get into a habit of drinking (laughs) what not drinking but like like wine or something relaxed oh yeah i'm that's a good way to decompress at the end of the day. I need to find a good wine. I don't know much about it, so I don't know really so. either. But if you like sweet, I can recommend mm-hmm. you a really good Moscato. We can chat later. Okay, send me a message. <laughs> well, speaking of wine and alcohol that you can't drink, you can't drink when you're pregnant, mm-hmm. and um. Or in labor. Or during labor. (laughs) But you can look forward to it after labor. Yeah. Once you get through that. In moderation as long as you're not (laughs) breastfeeding. (laughs) True. Hey, they say that beer helps you produce more milk. And I think it might be you think so? A day. A beer. Not like you don't like. Okay. (laughs) 
You drink like I did drink my poor baby. What were you doing to her? <laughs> no, I did. I actually never tried it because I don't have a problem creating milk. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I heard. I don't know. I I think it's true though. I tried it. I I didn't. I don't think it really worked. Maybe because I didn't try it often. Mm. I tried it like one, like three times. I even bought the. What is it? The Henneken? Mm-hmm. No alcohol? Mm-hmm. That's beer? That was it didn't work. Next time. Alicia, next time. You'll have to let us know. I didn't try it, actually, yeah. any of the times. I had a michelada, but I don't think that's the same thing. Um, That has beer in it. I know, but it, like, isn't the whole point like, because I think my suegra or mom, someone always told me it had to be like al tiempo, because you know you can't drink anything when you're cold, but when it's cold, cuando te estás en tu cuarentena. What? That's I think that's more like healing part, but if you're trying to produce milk, I don't think it matters. Like, I mean, I don't know. Drink the beer. I mean, I don't. I had really a michelada. <laughs> that's the extent of my experimentation <laughs> with this. <laughs> Let's just say our kids are fine. In this. <laughs> you know, they're thriving. <laughs> we don't yeah. come drinking in pregnancy or breastfeeding mothers. <laughs> if you're thinking don't about it. drinking, please consult your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, part you know, two. we went through the fun part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we went through the pregnancy and now it's like the, the real fun stuff. Real fun. So much fun. Put in quotations um, there. <laughs> I'm curious here. Please raise your hand if you've been victimized by awful labor and deliveries. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So like one and a half. <laughs> I really can't. Com- I can't. Honestly, from some of the stories I've heard, I, I feel like I shouldn't and can't complain. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. If, yeah. If you hear those stories, I feel like me fue bien compared to others. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, like had, like, I had both parts of it where it was like I had the like obviously it wasn't like it was pretty bad but it wasn't you know it could have gone worse and then I with my other one it was like oh all right that wasn't like that was terrible mm-hmm. did it go how you guys expected like in your mind you know before I guess for your first one too Silvina before you had Everly did did mm-hmm. it go did you have like a um, like, like an, an expectation. expectation yeah before you went in did you guys so, have one did you guys ever you I mean yeah we all did like the baby class right in high school so they talk about like your labor you know it's all different and nobody can have or not everybody has the same experience and then so I had that in mind then when I was like actually pregnant I went to the class so then it kind of set a certain expectation not that they were going to tell oh things will be fine and smooth because like that was the first thing they told us is we can't guarantee you any of this is gonna go but like I kind of knew at least like okay this is what the stages kind of look like and this is how it's gonna feel and you know here are the things you can do for comfort so I had an expectation based on that and so Tiago was the first one obviously that I wanted to labor with like my labor with him and delivery was nothing at all like what I expected it was gonna be and I don't know if you want me to go into details yet maybe not yet but I don't know Araceli what about you um, 
I think certain points I it was kind of how I expected um, a lot of it wasn't and I think that's mm-hmm. gonna be how it is for the most part is you really mm-hmm. it really doesn't go how you expect it I think the most the thing that I really wasn't prepared for or I guess didn't really understand or right, wrap my head around is the pain of the contractions like mm-hmm. I did not know Obviously, I knew it was going to be painful, but I always thought that labor and the pushing was the most painful and gruesome part of it, but I found out very quickly <laughs> that <laughs> the contractions are probably the worst part and what the contraction pain is like, like where the pain is and what the pain feels like, that was the most different for me, I think, and that's... Um, probably the thing I didn't expect. What about you, Leslie? No, I actually went to a class too. And now that I think about it, I went to a class with my husband who speaks English, but not like 100%. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know why. I, well, you know, I know why I took him, but then I, don't, <laughs> I didn't really ask him if he understood everything was going on. <laughs> I did, but he was supposed to be the helper. <laughs> so I was like, you know, in my mind, taking note of the things that he was supposed to do, but never really communicated those things to him. It never works out but, that way anyway. No. <laughs> it's so interesting, I communicated you know, that and it didn't work out that way either. Because so. <laughs> you see, we were the only Hispanics there, right? And in um, the rest, you know, eran güeritos. And you can see how they're, they're so attentive and they pay attention to their wife and, and what, like, their detail and then make sure they're okay and you know, and then Guillaume was like, so what do I do next? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just rub my back right here. <laughs> but when it came to that part, it did not turn out how I expected. I didn't even think about the class when I was in labor. Yeah. So I didn't that was the place to money. <laughs> Waste the time and money. But did you guys have, how or how did you guys know you guys were in labor? Were you like, your water break or... What happened? So for me, um, I had been trying to like provoke my labor for a while and it felt like nothing I was doing was working. Like I was walking. I was, what is it they tell you to drink? Like pineapple juice? Pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. I I tried that. I I tried exercising. Uh huh. Um, I didn't try like everything crazy, like castor oil. I would hear a lot about castor oil. Oh, yeah. I never tried that. But I was I was just ready. And But you were at 40 I, weeks already? Yeah, I was already oh. um I think a couple of days before my due date. So um I had heard, I don't remember where I had heard that if you jump on a trampoline <laughs> that it can help, you know, because you like, you know, I tried the ball. Dangerous. Tried, 40 weeks pregnant. I tried, um, you know, having sex and all that. Nothing worked. But I didn't, obviously, I wasn't going to jump on the trampoline, but I went and I <laughs> sat. Okay, so it was my nephew's birthday party and we were at my sister's house. They have trampoline. And I was like, all right, kids, I need y'all on the trampoline right now. So I went and I sat on it and I had them jump. And I was like. I don't know. I probably lasted for like two minutes and then I got off and I was like, well, that was a bust. So 
it was the end of the party and I was, I think I was helping wash dishes and out of nowhere I felt, I'm sorry guys, this is TMI. I hope you all, you know, but like, I felt like uh, that feeling like discharge, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Oh, Oh, well, you know, like that. So anyways, I, it just felt like that. I went to the bathroom and it would just, you know, it, it looked normal to me pretty much. Um, but I didn't pay much mind to it. Well, we went home, we went to bed and then I think I woke up like around four or so in the morning and it just kept happening. And I was like, this is not normal. Um, so I called the hospital and they told me to go ahead and go, um, in Mm. and they ended up they were about to like, they hooked me up. They did, you know, everything. I wasn't having the contractions or anything, but they were about to send me home when one of the nurses, thank God for her, man. I still remember her. I love her. Um, she was like, hold up, let's do a quick strip test. I guess they take a strip to, um, test, test your amniotic fluid, the fluid to see if it is. And she did that test and it was like, it was, my water had broken. It just hadn't been the typical, you know, like flush water yeah so that's how I knew or how we found out that I was I was in labor at that point I hadn't even dilated like I hadn't really been dilated I haven't effaced or anything so it was kind of um not as expected even though I'd been trying to cause my labor but yeah so you stayed there so you didn't go home anymore no I stayed so maybe it was the trampoline I think it was. I really think it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was the sensation, the jumping, and the, I don't know, something mm-hmm. about it, I think, caused it. But, yeah. I can't, okay, I can't believe you were still ha- you tried sex at the end. Yeah, that's what they say. It's super common, Leslie, for yeah, people. I, mean, I didn't. I was provoke. super uncomfortable, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Because mm-hmm. everyone was just like, oh, you go have sex. Like, sex will help provoke your labor. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it too, but I was like, ¿Dónde tienes ganas? No, they got nothing. Yeah, I just wanted to get that kid out. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> get this out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. What about you guys, Leslie? How did you know? Actually, I, I was actually I was actually <laughs> induced. Yeah. I had to. Oh, it's weird because I always make it sound so like I don't know, not very caring, but. My insurance was going to be due or start all over on February 1st. And I was due on January 26th. Um, so I had talked to my OB and she's like, well, you know, you're going to be 40 weeks. We can schedule it. And I was like, oh, I feel bad. I'm like, why am I picking her birthday? And it's just not you want to come out yet. But <laughs> I didn't want to start all over with my deductible and everything. I just wanted to. So I did pick the day she's like oh yeah next week I was like what and this was like a Friday and then she's like yeah let's do it um next week it's just like pick a date and that was the end of January so January 30th is my birthday and I was like well I don't want to go the 29th because I don't want to be like a whole day there and then be my birthday and be pushing on my birthday (laughs) so I was like well let me just choose the 28th and thinking I was you know probably gonna take longer but mm-hmm. I went in at eight in the morning yes it was like eight thirty, 
8.30 in the morning. And it's weird because the day before, it wasn't, you know, how I expected. It'd be like, oh, one day my water's going to break and I'm going to go into labor. I was just like, okay, let's go to sleep. It's like, it was weird because I was like, this is the last <laughs> night with my belly. Like, Aww. it's weird knowing that the next day, it's not like all of a sudden, the, oh, I get contractions and stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't that much of excitement. It was more nervous because all night you're thinking about it because mm-hmm. it's their schedule. But not, not a big surprise there. Do Silvina? Well, here I go with my two stories again. They were both very different, actually. <laughs> so with Tiago, um, like, so his birthday is the 31st. So something like the 27th, it had to have been like the 28th. Um, I had dinner plans with a friend. And I wasn't ready to have him just yet. I honestly figured it'd probably be like out to the point where I got induced. And they had already told me like, if you don't have him naturally, you're going to be induced. I think it was like August 12th. So I figured out oh, we're probably going to the 12th. And Juan was pushing for that because his birthday is the 15th. So he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to share a birthday mm-hmm. with my kid. So I'm like, whatever. So I had my dinner plans when I was going. And then I kept feeling little gushes too. And I said, be like of discharge. So I thought, like maybe my water is leaking. I don't know. So I went to the hospital. They did the strip test, but they didn't find anything. They're like, no, like you're not leaking fluid. Like you just have like a lot of discharge. Um, but they actually detected that he had an irregular like heartbeat. So they're like, we're going to keep you overnight. So this was like the 28th. So the 29th, um, they finally came back and said, okay, yeah, he had some like I don't know if I'm saying this right, Addison, you can correct me. Escalating and de-escalating heart beat rhythm. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess over the night, like it kind of leveled out and they said, no, it looks like he's fine. So we got discharged like the 29th, like at noon. The 29th all day paso into the night. And then the 30th in la madrugada, like at 12, I woke up to go to the bathroom. You know, because we have to get up like three million times during the night to go to the bathroom. And I started feeling like back cramps, like period back cramps. And I was just like, well, this feeling's uncomfortable. But I was like, whatever. So I got up, went to the bathroom, went back to bed. And it started getting kind of worse. So I felt like I had to go to the bathroom again. And I got up and I went to the bathroom. And again, TMI disclosure for everybody out there. <laughs> um, I'm going bathroom. And then I suddenly just, I feel, and then I hear like a plump into the water. And I'm like, what was that? So I get up, I wipe, and there's blood, there's bloody show, you know, like they tell you. And in the toilet, there's like a whole glob of the mucus plug, mm-hmm. like a whole thing of like what looks like the mucus plug. So I was like, oh, well, that's gross. <laughs> but, you know, they tell you in the class, like, you know, your mucus plug could fall out and then it regenerates. So it doesn't really mean yeah. anything. Like, yeah, it could be indicative of labor, but it could also just be that your mucus plug just comes out. So I went back to bed and the back cramps kept feeling like worse so I was just like okay it's like probably like two in the morning at this point so I couldn't go back to sleep so I went into the living room so I didn't wake Juan up because we'd been up the whole night before at the hospital already and I went and I'm like laying on my exercise ball just like rotating my hips bouncing on the ball and I'm just like that fucking sucks like when's this gonna stop <laughs> so then finally it kind of feels like it eases up a little bit and I get up from the ball to start going back to bed to try to get sleep and like not even five steps later I feel just a flush of water down my legs. Well, I didn't immediately think my water had broke because I remember that I see that shout out to you. She had told me once, she's like, no, you have to cross your legs and try to hold it in because sometimes you think your water broke but you're just peeing yourself. (laughs) 
I'm sitting there holding onto the couch, trying to cross my legs and hold it in. And I'm like, why isn't it stopping? <laughs> oh. So once I realized it's not stopping, I, I, you know, rush over back into the bathroom and it's like still like coming out, but it's clear, like there's no color to it. So like I screamed for Juan, I think I called him Phil or whatever I called him at the time. And to paren chingal pobre, like, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, I think my water just broke. And he's like, well, well why do you think that? And so I was just like, <laughs> well, like, it's going to shake out of me. <laughs> so I was like, what do I do? Everything I forgot in the class, I forgot. Or everything they taught us in the class, I'd forgotten. But we found the number and we called them because, you know, you're supposed to call and they're like, are you contracting, blah, blah, blah. I've made like my little list of like things they might ask you when your water breaks. And then the nurse is just like, oh, no, the doctor, the on-call doctor is actually in another delivery. Just go ahead and come in. They didn't even ask me anything. So I ando yo, and I had remembered someone had told me that, like, once your water breaks, they don't let you leave. So, like, make sure you get something good to eat because then you can't eat once they admit you. So I used to go, and I'm like, well, what the hell do we eat? It's like two in the morning. We had been out the entire day before, you know, and sleeping and catching up on rest. So I hadn't like cooked anything. So I poured myself a, you know, from my cravings, a bowl of Lucky Charms. <laughs> and we ate that. And I was so nervous. I ended up spilling it on myself because I was just like Aww. shaking and like anxious. And so then I was just like, I ate what I could. And I was like, you know, whatever. I rinsed off, you know, because I had amniotic fluid down my legs and Lucky Bowl, Lucky Charms all over my like lap or whatever and I get in the car and like I'm starting to contract like and it's pretty bad so I get in and sure enough they do a strip test and like yep you're in labor admitted me right in um I was only about a centimeter and like 25 percent of face so I wasn't really very far along either at Asali but they were like yeah no you're not leaving anymore (laughs) you're here that was Thiago that was a little more exciting with Everly so like I'd mentioned in the last episode I had like that like lightning crotch, like um, round ligament pain that was going on. So I'd gone in for my 39-week appointment and uh, I was seeing actually one of my favorite OBs because I had four OBs that I circulated through throughout my appointments. She's like, well, how are you feeling? And I was just like, like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, this all hurts. Like, I'm in pain. Like, at that point, like, I was working from home just because it was so, like, uncomfortable to be getting up to go to meetings. And so I was just home at that point. And she told me, she's like, you know, if, if you're out for it, she's like, you'll be 40 weeks next week. I'm happy to like schedule that for you. Because um, then on top of that, and I don't think I discussed this last time, but with the twin that didn't develop and the growth that we were like measuring out, we weren't actually sure what my true 40 weeks was at anyway. So we didn't know if we were further along or behind than what we were measuring at. But she felt fairly confident. She's like, I think we'll be fine. She's like, so if you want, we can schedule your induction. You just need to let me know. Um, so like you said, Leslie, this one was a lot less exciting because it was just kind of like, oh, I knew I was when I was going in. I was very <laughs> adamant at the time. Like, I did not want a Valentine's Day baby. And so <laughs> she had told me because that was going to be the week of Valentine's Day. And she's like, oh, this should be fairly quick. You know, it's your second. You know, you've already gone through this. Your body has gone through the motions. And because we're inducing you, it should move fairly quickly. So just let us know what date you want. But it was going to be that following Thursday because she's like, you know, I'll be here. And like I said, she was one of my favorite OBs. And that was going to be, I think, the 11th, the 11th, the 12th. Um, so I was like, okay, that works. No, it would have been the 13th, sorry. So we scheduled it for the 13th. Me thinking, you know, it's still going to be close to Valentine's Day, but at least it won't be Valentine's Day. And that was a bust because she was still <laughs> born on Valentine's Day. 
but <laughs> but yeah that labor was induced so I didn't um I didn't feel anything with that although the week prior I was having really bad stomach cramps which I thought was labor so I went in because they were like fairly consistent and it turned out to be false labor so mm-hmm. that was kind of a wah wah kind of moment did you have any false labor Leslie I don't think so mm-hmm. I know I, I had the I used to like just go to you know I was cold I would go to a mall and just walk around and I would feel like like a pressure mm-hmm. like if the I had tightening. something yeah yeah so I just knew that and I remember my last appointment she just said I was already like two or three centimeters so when I went in at least I didn't have to you know start from scratch yeah and I said it was part of all of it. She was part of deciding the day. I was like, do I <laughs> schedule it? Do I not schedule it? She was part of finding out. She was in labor with me. So maybe she should tell my labor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably remember saying more. I, I could give you my side of it. Yeah. I felt it's yeah, terrible. should have brought Anna with me. It should have been good to contribute to what happened also. Yeah. Hey, it's hard seeing someone else go through labor. Like I did not realize Leslie's the only person I've ever seen go through labor and um, it's rough. Mm-hmm. And I understand. I was there for both of mine. Why moms struggle like seeing their own child go through labor so much. I can't imagine. And, yeah. I can't trying imagine. to help your child. Uh-huh. How they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, tell you what was like the rest of the delivery like for you, like the rest of labor and delivery. So after you realized, okay, I'm in labor, like what happened? Yeah. To show um, born and so oh my gosh, I remember this is so awkward. Sylvina, I wasn't <laughs> talking to you at the time. I we was, weren't speaking. We weren't speaking. Um <laughs> you guys were mad at each other? We were mad. Um, it I was mad. Believe it or not. Yeah. Um and it, it had like things had already passed, but it had still been a while. Like we weren't really talking, mm-hmm. but I remember, didn't you have a dream? I had a dream. You were in labor and I messaged you like, Hey, they just want to make sure you're okay. And you're like, actually I'm in, the <laughs> I'm in labor. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's yeah. kind of how we were. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically but. it. Cause I, I made the piece. Yeah. A... Good but... job, Silvina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm damn right. I wasn't going to do it. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's you what I say. That's what I'm like, good job <laughs> We still wouldn't uh, be talking. <laughs> no. Um, I've grown since then. <laughs> um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I think after that, I think I messaged my mom and Vero. And, you know, they let everyone else know. But uh, they kept me there. Um, my labor was... 24 hours exactly that's how long it was too um I think we all had pretty long labors but um so I wasn't dilating like I said I wasn't dilating and so they ended up starting like the Pitocin pretty early on um Pitocin's brutal it they would say that it makes your contractions worse than natural contractions and I would I, I don't have something else to compare, but I would have to say that I agree because that was so painful. And I will never forget when I learned in school about this, but I will forever hate 
the nurse that took over after that initial nurse because she made my labor a living hell. Um, When I started having the contractions pretty bad and like these contractions, like I guess there's like back labor and then I don't know, more normal labor. I don't know. I don't know. But my Mm -hmm. contractions were up front. So they felt like cramps, like really, really bad cramps. And I was like hours into my labor now. And I remember asking her to please give me something for pain. Like I can't stand the pain. Please give me something for pain. And she would put me on the ball. She would like reposition me. And I remember one time I uh, sat on the little bouncy ball or the um, exercise ball. Mm -hmm. And two of my friends and my concuña were in there. And I was pissed off. I was so fucking pissed that um, her, that Erlen's dad wasn't in there with me. I was mad my mom wasn't in there with me. I was mad that the nurse was not in there with me because I was like, I can't go off on these people. Like, I can't go off on my concuña and I'm fucking pissed. I'm in so much pain. I'm sitting on this ball and I just want to move. Like, I want to get up. I want to get off of it. It was making my pain worse. And I was pissed. So finally, like, I think they ended up kind of getting uncomfortable from how like upset I was. Your face. Yeah, probably. Yeah, your, I don't know. your face like hides nothing. Um, yeah. And so they ended up leaving. And by the time um, her dad came back and then the nurse came back, I was like, I just, I can't. And this bitch ended up giving me an IV um injection of I don't even know what pain medication it was I'm assuming it was probably like morphine or something quick because it was in me and it had worn off in like 10 minutes and I remember going Mm -hmm. to the bathroom and um feeling really dizzy and drowsy in there and then going back to bed and like the pain had come back but I kept begging her like please give me something for pain I'm like I don't care if it's Tylenol can you give me ibuprofen like just something you know me daba nada Um, I come to find out later in school that she definitely could have given me something like if I was begging for the epidural, which I was. Oh, um, I thought you were just wanting something before the epidural. Well, I had asked about the epidural and she said no, that it was too early on in my my labor to give me that. So then that's when I was like, well, can you give me please just something, anything, anything else? Like, I just want something. It hurts so much. And she had told me no. And I found out later that no, it was not too early to give me anything. Like I definitely could have had it at that point. But um, ugh, I think it was like, I went through that. And I think it was at about maybe 17, 18 hours into labor when finally my doctor came in and like she checked me or the nurse checked me. And I think I was stuck at like five or six centimeters dilated. And she said that I couldn't go on for more than 24 hours after mm-hmm. my water broke when it started becoming a risk for infection. So we would have to do a C-section. And I was like, no, like, can you just give me something? Like, she was like, let's try the epidural so you can relax. And then that will probably help you dilate. And so finally, the uh, anesthesiologist came in and he put the epidural in. And I remember like one of the more embarrassing parts of my labor was when he had me like 
So they, so when they do the epidural, they have you sit on the side of the bed, right? Your legs are hanging, you lean over a table and they're telling you just to really relax and try not to move at all. So that's what I did. So I relaxed like my whole body and I don't know what happened in that moment, but my body relaxed and then there was a flush of fluid out of me. My, I think my water finally finished breaking, or I don't know if she was like on top and like was holding the fluid in. Something happened and it was just everywhere. Like it was leaking all down the side of the bed. I could just hear it dripping <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I would not fit, like, I wouldn't stop apologizing. And the nurses kept just saying, like, it's fine. Like, we'll clean it up. It seemed worse. Like, yes. And I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like, I didn't pee myself. I promise. Like, it's not what happened. <laughs> um, but no, they finally put that epidural in. And yeah, after that, I couldn't feel anything. I believe you went 17 hours without the epidural. That's a lot. It was that fucking bitch, man. I fucking, Did if you I could complain or anything, if I could go back, I didn't know. Like how, like, how would mm. I, she told me I couldn't, you know? So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. well, there must be a like medical reason to why I can't so There's early, no you know, yeah. whatever. So I didn't question it. And I'm telling you, it wasn't until I was in school five years yeah. later that, I realized that and I was like, that bitch. But um, do you ever encounter her afterwards? You give her the mean eye? No. No, she wasn't my nurse anymore after that. But I did complain about another nurse about something that happened later. She left me bleeding without like anything. Like they had transferred me from my labor bed to the room bed. Mm-hmm. And didn't put anything on like this is my first time going through labor so I don't know what the hell you know like I don't know what protocols are or if I could even put anything there but she just like they basically transferred to the bed and went puso like any pads or like um you know the pregnancy underwear or whatever yeah none of that so I was like just laying there and Mm. like just bleed you know you're bleeding a lot yeah and it wasn't until another nurse came and she did the massage you know and I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, but this is just kind of uncomfortable. And she was like, oh, like what happened? And I told her, I'm like, they just left me like this. She was upset um, that that had happened. But I was like, that one I did complain about because she right. was anyways. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of how that second part of labor went for me is after that epidural, it was kind of smoother I relaxed more I started dilating and it was a lot quicker but um did you push for long no actually um my doctor said I was a very good pusher and um no I don't think I don't know how I honestly don't remember how long I pushed um I don't know. I would say maybe 30 minutes or something like that. I I really don't remember, but I did throw up. (laughs) You're so proud. (laughs) And I cussed everybody out right before I threw up because they were like, like, push, 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 push. And I was like, I fucking can. And then just everywhere. But I was like, come on, like, I am doing my fucking best. She had just told me I was doing an amazing job. Like, I'm a really good pusher. <laughs> and they're fucking telling me to do better. And I'm like, I fucking can't. 
and then I <laughs> yeah but oh, that was just your anger coming out yeah everything she bottled up <laughs> I was I was I was pissed yeah did you have but, any tearing um yes I did I think it was like a what they call a type two or mm, second degree something second degree tear yeah by degree second degree tear um mm. yeah but nothing terrible I know yeah, I will she say. was wrapped around the umbilical cord her arm and her mm. neck were wrapped around the oh. umbilical cord so that's why they ended up finding that that's why I wasn't dilating because she wasn't dropping like she should mm. um so I think the doctor did have to put her hand in there a little bit more than they typically would to un- yeah. unwrap Undo her. That kind of. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, that was why that she was, I think they ended up having to take her to do some um, x-rays mm. to make sure her breathing was okay. Because I think she was just, she did take a little bit longer to come out than mm-hmm. we were wanting, but thankfully everything was okay. Um, that was a little scary. And then after I was really, really hungry and all I wanted was a sandwich. <laughs> so I got my sandwich and I was happy. But mm-hmm. that was, that was most of my labor. <laughs> so interesting how as soon as they come out, all that pain is just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They talk about how it's like so euphoric once they're done. Because your hormones just like, it's like they exhale and like there's this release of just all these hormones. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Let's see, what was yours like? Mm-hmm. What was mine like, Araceli? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was simpler. I, like I said, I thought I was going to be walking, you know, I was going to be in pain, but I was going to be like walking around, doing an exercise ball. Nope, I stood in one spot and I did not want to move. I was just at the edge of the chair of the table. <laughs> yes, I was just like this and holding tight. And I'll be like, no. I, and they had asked me if I wanted the epidural right when I got induced. And I was like, well, yes, if I call for it, yes, give it to me. You know, I was going to try, but I wanted to get mm-hmm. it. No, I think they. As soon as I went in, they got me settled. They put me on Pitocin. And I think they didn't break my water until like 1 o'clock. What time did you get like admitted? Like what time did you go in? 8.30 in the morning. Okay. So they started everything like at 9. Mm-hmm. And then they broke my water. I remember the first time the nurse went to check check on me. I don't know if she was just rough or um, a chicken. But she put her hand, you know, to check dilation. Mm-hmm. And it hurt so bad. And I just started crying. Were you there already, oh, Leslie? Yeah. 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 I just started crying because I'm like, I oh, can't do this. Oh, not the first this. time. Not the first time. Oh, not the first time? No, well, she no, the just first checked time you when I got there. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do this if I can't even stand the pain of her putting her hand. Mm-hmm. And I literally cried, like cried and cried. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't even know why I'm crying. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, it's okay. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm like, this is, that was painful. I don't know if it was hurt, but it was really, really painful. Um, but yeah, I was fine. I was talking like everything normal. And then it started getting worse. I just wanted to go to the restroom. I thought if I was going to go 
like, you know, como que quería ir al baño, and if I was sit there, I thought I was going to feel better. But then I would get pain right there, and it was even worse. And I couldn't walk. I tried standing, and it hurt even more. Like, I did not know what to do. Like, at that moment, I had this pain, but I just froze. Like, that's all I could do, just sit there and, like, wait for it to come or to leave. Um, I finally asked for the epidural. I think it was like five centimeters. I don't know what time it was, like five o'clock, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was the tarde. And, and I, I'm guessing I was having back labor because all my pain was in my back. And I felt like my back was going to break. And the nurse, I, I don't remember the faces to tell you the truth because all this time my eyes were closed. And I just remember she was like, it's okay, honey. He's coming. He's coming. And he got there. And then Araceli had to leave. Mm-hmm. And only Guillen was there. And then he put it in. And she's like, you're going to feel better in no time. And he's like, and then she's like, do you feel better? I was like, no, this feels worse. <laughs> so he put, it, he put it in wrong. So he had to call another. When he came in, I was like, oh, it's un señor viejito. He has so much experience. You know, he's going to do it right. No, he, he didn't get it. So they had to do it like two times. And I finally started to, to feel better. But then I felt, and I knew I was going to feel numb for my feet. But it was like a really, like tingly sensation. Like when your feet fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't get rid of it. And then Is I got to a point. Yes, yes. And I just wanted to shake. I would tell um, Araceli and Teresita because they were both in there. I was like, you know, that to give me a massage because I wanted just to feel my leg. Mm-hmm. But they would do it, and then I would be like, I just want to move it. And Guillen was like, You're moving it. I was like, I'm not moving it. And I just <laughs> couldn't feel the move. There was to a point that I did get like a little like a little panic attack because I wanted to move it and I couldn't. And I was like, I want to move it. And I don't know. I just remember I, I wanted to move it and I couldn't. And that was the worst thing trying to like my brain wanting to move my legs, but not being able to move it. And I kept getting a little pain on my back, but they were massaging me. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what they were all doing. I was just telling them, go to my legs, go back to my yeah it was like around my butt area um but then after that thing I dilated not too slow not too fast because I think by 8 30 8 30 ish I was ready to push I was not a good pusher (laughs) no one told me I was a good pusher you were doing good well the lady was just like oh you're doing great honey and I was like okay but I pushed for an hour it was like a long hour. Yeah. And I, I remember, I don't even know what, what was I doing, but I was joking or something. I was like, oh, this reminds me when I was in class. Like oh, in a, yeah. in, <laughs> this reminds me when I used to go to a button guts class and they told me I had to put, like hold my butt for 10 or 8 seconds whenever <laughs> they told you how to push. And I was like, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> that's what I told them, the, doc- yeah. the, the doctor. It was the she and I was like, Okay, I'm thinking I'm in my class and I'm pushing and holding for eight seconds. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're doing fine. And then um, they told me I had three contractions left and her heart rate was dropping. I think so. Right? Yeah, I think. And I had like to push mm-hmm. really hard for the last three 
contractions in order to get her out. If not, they were going to use the use the forceps, mm-hmm. and I did not want that. So I finally cut they got her out, and I cried. It was like a weird cry. I was like laughing and crying, and mm-hmm. it was like hysterically. I think about it. I'm like, I don't know why I cried like that, but it was all done after that. Yeah, that's all I remember. So I don't feel it was that bad. Your labor was bad, though. It was uh, the pain. And maybe you don't remember it, but I just, I'm telling you, I remember the pain you were in and anything. Like, it, like we didn't care at the time that you wanted us to massage your back, your sh- like the back of your shoulders, your feet, because we're like anything to not see her in pain because it just looked so, like we felt helpless. Like we were like, we just want her to feel better. And these mother better. In our- well, and you both have been there. That's the other yeah. thing, right? Like you mm-hmm. both been there, like the new mothers experiencing this for the first time. Yeah. You know, I don't think I even heard my husband say anything. Did he even say anything? He was just he didn't there. Say much. No, he didn't say much. A potato. <laughs> I tell oh, you, man. he was just not. But he, he was he was he was cute because i remember he got so like he got emotional too when she was born it's like oh that's cute but i'm glad they were there with me i think i really think i closed my eyes throughout the whole thing most of the pain that Mm. i i don't recall (laughs) i just recall pain but i don't recall like little details so i feel like i wasn't Mm -hmm. too bad Mm. i didn't throw up I was afraid of pooping. Did you? No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Sometimes they don't tell you. Yeah, yeah I was just saying, don't. <laughs> no. I was surprised. I was afraid of um, getting stitched. I didn't, so you didn't tear? I did. I got oh, like... Okay. But no stitches. Yes, yeah, like four. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty... Because it hurt afterwards. But at that moment... I guess I, there was one moment that I looked, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're doing a lot of things. They were like pushing me, you know, the placenta mm-hmm. and they were like sewing, like the, the nurse and the doctor. But at that moment I was like, oh, I don't even want to look down there. <laughs> but thank God it was good. Let's hope if I have another one, it's not too bad. Yes. Now you know what to expect. I guess you never, yeah. Could be different, right? Weren't your two different ones? My two were very different. Very, very different. Um, So don't let my first experience scare you, Leslie. But (laughs) um, after I got admitted with Tiago, like I said, I was only at one centimeter. So they were like, you need to walk. Like, we need to, like, get you walking. And they didn't have, like, they had me in triage. So they didn't have a room to put me in yet. So they, and this was probably like three in the morning at this point. So they're like, you're going to walk till six. And then at six, you know, we should have something for you to come into. Like seven, it was closer to seven. They finally got us in a room. It was me and Juan. And then my suegra and my cuñada Ana showed up. And so we're all just kind of chilling out. Um, I had back labor also, Leslie. Um, But that was caused to two because Diago's spine was rubbing up against my spine. So when I was contracting, like our two spines mm-hmm. were like rubbing against each other. Mm-hmm. So that was very painful. So I, when you talked about how, like how you felt like your back was just going to like snap, that's kind of how I felt. Um, but I had the same thing that Araceli had where he wasn't really dropping. Um, so it was causing a very painful labor because 
I don't remember the way they explained it exactly, but it was like there was a cervical lip of some sort, like a little flap, I guess, that was basically like cupping his head. So it wasn't letting him drop like he was supposed to. So I was contracting, but he wasn't dropping and I wasn't opening. So they were just trying to get me comfortable because they had the same idea that they had with you at SME where like if we can get you to relax, your body will better do what it's needing to do. Like it just needs to be less stressed. So they had me walking for a while um, because he'd had the heartbeat accelerations. They had me on that monitor like always. Like I couldn't like not have it on me. So they let me try getting in the tub and the tub felt amazing, but because the monitor kept slipping and they couldn't keep an eye on his heart rate, on his heart rate, they're like, you can't stay in here. So like the one thing that made me feel comfortable, like I couldn't be in there. Um, I hated the ball too, Araceli. We have to be sisters. Like I hated it, like with a passion. Like I, when Everly came around, I was like, I don't, don't even show me that thing. Like I don't want it. Um, so they just finally, they came in and they're like, okay, well, do you want the epidural? Cause I was at this point, I think I was like at four or five centimeters and I'd stopped dilating and they'd found out why and he wasn't dropping. So I was like, no, like bring me the epidural. And I had told myself, I'm going to go as long as I can. But I was just like, I don't like, I was at a point where like I was shaking, I was nauseous, I was dizzy from like the pain. So they came in and they gave me the epidural and like, I felt better immediately. I think the only problem was that because he wasn't dropping, they were flipping me every 15 minutes. So they were coming in and normally they'll have you like on one side and then flip to another side. So that like, I remember how they say the gravity will pull the medicine to both your legs to keep you numb. But in order to help him drop, they were having me go from my left side to my back, to my right side, back to my back, back to my left side. And it was like every 15 to 20 minutes, like clockwork. So like whatever sleep I was trying to get, as soon as it started feeling like I would doze off, it was time for them to come in and like rotate me and move me. Um, so finally, when it was time to push, it was probably like, like 28 hours after my water had broken and they had already told me, we're going to let you push for a little bit, but you know, if you can't get him out, like we have to do a C-section, they let me go longer than the 24 hours at SLE. So that was like actually very surprising. Um, Ana said I pushed for like three hours, but I felt like it was like an hour. Yeah, like your sense of time is so just like warped during all of this. Um, But I was pushing and pushing and he just he wasn't coming. Um, And I remember finally, they were like, okay, he's close, we see his head. um, But we need to use the forceps. Like, are you okay with us using the forceps? And I remember at that point, I was like, how many pushes to get him out if you use the forceps like that's I was exhausted at this point. And they're like, it would be like the next push or the push after that. And I was just like, use it, like use it. I was like, I was tired. And so they did. I remember feeling the pressure of the forceps. And sure enough, when the next mm-hmm. contraction came that they pulled him out and I felt this, like this was the only thing I felt after I got the epidural is I remember the pull and the twist of the forceps. And I just feel like this pressure mm-hmm. and this like stinging, but I also felt like this relief at the same time. It was awful, <laughs> um, but he was out. Um, but the thing is, is like with everything that had happened and because he was sunny side up too. So he was like facing up. He'd been stuck for so long. We don't know exactly what happened. They ended up having to have resuscitation measures with him. So he wasn't breathing when he was oh. born. Um, and then of course there was jaundice now because they bruised him from the forceps. And then I had like third degree tearing. So I had to have a bunch of stitches too. Like there was like a big like ordeal. So like 
I just remember panicking because like I looked down and I didn't hear him cry and they didn't give him to me. Like they usually immediately like took him off to like the side into like the little like cleanup area. But I heard the OB say like yell, like we need to get nursery in here ASAP. And like within a minute or two, like five or six different like nurses, doctors or whomever like rushed in. So like within like a couple minutes of him being born, like my room got like filled with people next to my side and, you know, next to him. And then before I knew it, Juan was like gone because he had been up at my shoulder, like, you know, animandome. and then like he was suddenly gone. And then my suegra was like upholding my shoulder, but she looked like terrified. And Anna was on the opposite side of the room looking like scared as hell too. So I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why is no one telling me anything? But then afterwards, they finally told me that like he wasn't breathing like we had to resuscitate him. They let me hold him for like a split moment and then they took him for observation because they're like, we're going to make sure he's okay before we let him come back and like stay here. It was terrifying. <laughs> um, so after that, it was very painful. Like you said, Leslie, like the tearing, the stitching, that recovery was rough. Um, I had, with the exception of my very first nurse that checked me in, Leslie, I had the same experience where I was like that first cervical check was awful like it was painful and like it stung and I remember Juan even telling her like do you have to do it like that because like I was and I I had been checked at the OB's office already before but I mean Mm -hmm. I was like gripping onto the table like from how bad like the observation table from how bad it hurt but then when the next nurse um, came in to check me I still remember her name was Annette I still remember her curly haired (laughs) like plumper little nurse she was amazing um, she came in and she's like, honey, I need you to relax. And I was just like, Can you just give me a minute. And she's like, no, no, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. But I'd had this experience already where I'm like, this is going to be like awful. And she's like, just take a deep breath for me. And then when I exhaled, she checked me and I was just like, is that it? And she's like, yeah. And so I was like, okay. I was like, that did not hurt as bad as it happened last time. She's like, it's really not supposed to hurt. So I told her after that, I was like, I don't want whatever the other nurse's name I don't want her back in here. Like, can you please make a note of that? Like, if her shift comes back around, I do not want her in here. So she's like, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but she was sweet. She'd heard what happened with Diego when he was born, um, like, a couple of days later. Because they kept us an extra day in the hospital just for observation. And she came in, actually, it was her day off. She came in to see how Aww. how we were and check in on us and see how we were. She was amazing. Um, and she don't work there anymore. I asked whenever Lee was born if Annette was oh. still around. And they're like, no, she's no longer here. Darn so that was mm-hmm. kind of a bummer. But um, I, Juan and I were a little traumatized from that. Like after that happened, we weren't sure if we wanted another one. We really had, like, I had always said, you know, I'd want at least two, maybe three. And then after that, I was like, I really want it. But I don't know if I can do that again. Like it was just so scary. Um, but then we decided, okay, we can do this one more time. Um, so we did. And then with Everly, we went in at nine, a little later than you did, Leslie, but the timeline was pretty similar. Um, so I went in, got the Pitocin and got all set up like by around 10. Um, I think around four, I asked for the epidural and then I didn't actually get it until about five. Um, the only difference is that the epidural didn't work the second time. So <sighs> it worked perfectly with Thiago when I got it with Everly. It didn't work. So I felt everything. Like I remember feeling the tingle, you know, that you feel when they first inject you with the epidural. But then after that, like I could feel everything. I remember one of the nurses came in at one point and she's like, okay, we're going to move the peanut because I had that peanut ball between your legs. I don't know if they gave you that guys, that peanut ball thing. 
And I remember lifting my leg to help her. And she's like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. And I was like, oh, I've been able to like feel just about everything. And then I remember being pretty like a little further along in labor. And I was just like, I need like something. And they give you that button to give you the extra epidural medicine. And I kept clicking that because they're like, oh, you're not supposed to click it more than every time, like a couple hours. And I was sitting there like, click, 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 like nothing's working. So finally they called the anesthesiologist and then he, he came in and he called it a, a Big Mac shot or something like that. Something referencing like a Big Mac. And it helped for like 10 or 15 minutes where I was just like, okay, fine. Like I, like I rested. But then after that, like I remember I had read in a, in a blog, like a mommy blog that like, if you're trying to go through labor, when you get your contractions, wiggle your toes and count so that you're focusing on wiggling your toes and counting through the contractions instead of focusing on the contractions. So I was doing that. So I was like moving my toes with my, like the fingers in my hand, like thinking at, like thinking you're like, so okay, weird. I can get through this. I can get through this. I was and I remember like, fun being fuck? like, <laughs> that's the total opposite. You have Silvina who would count her toes and Araceli who would demand <laughs> cuss people out. No, I just remember just sitting there just like, <laughs> kind of like thinking through it like it'll pass it'll because I mean at this point I'd had the epidural for a couple hours like they're not going to do anything to change it and so um finally when it was time for for her to come I, I should say actually I got into the 13th thinking you know we'd beat Valentine's Day so we get up until about eight o'clock you know we've been like escalating the amount of Pitocin like pretty like quickly because the doctor wanted she wanted to deliver first of all and then two she wanted it like she's like oh you'll have her by dinner time this fucking dinner time and she comes in and she's like, I actually have two C-sections that I have to do go right, like go do right now. So I have to lower your dosages of Pitocin right now. So it's going to slow down your contractions. And I remember just thinking, fuck my life. And so she did. And then probably at about 11, they picked it up again. And she's like, this should happen pretty quick. So once that happened, um, probably around 12.45, I started pushing or 11.45. So I was like, I got 15 minutes to get her out. So it's still the 13th. <laughs> wow. I pushed her out about 20 minutes later, and she was born at 12.10 on February 14th. Oh, so close. <laughs> so close. You should have just called her Valentina. You really should You know, have. my soda will still call her that on occasion. Just, you know, it's just like, Valentina. And everyone tells you that you should have called her Valentina. Like, that's that's her day. Um, but, yeah, no, she was born. Um, I only had a couple stitches. It wasn't as bad this time around. She was healthy thank goodness so we didn't have that experience all over again um all I do remember though is that the doctor came in just ready to have me pushing and when that happened that she started to stitch me up I was like whoa 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 like I feel that and I remember her like yelling at the nurses like why can she feel this get the anesthesiologist in here immediately <laughs> like I said she was one of my favorite OBs and this is why um but yeah it was night and day my two my two experiences with Everly, I got to have like skin to skin. I got to breastfeed her right away. And, you know, just, we, we had that. So it was nice. And we didn't have a net, but we had another amazing nurse. Her name's Nicole and she was amazing. But I've always said, if I end up blessed with any more children, like I don't care how far I have to drive, I'm going back to that hospital. My experience there with the exception of that one was like amazing. That's good. Those things can make, break it. Break the yeah they'll make it or break it yes yeah so I remember with Diago I was like 28 hours without eating or drinking anything yet and then I was just like I 
Oh yeah. She snuck me in a popsicle and then she's just like, yeah, she's like, but we can't do this again. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I was over the ice and water at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I will say that I also got complimented on my pushing because I was pushing even when she was like, You can take a break now. And I was like, No, 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 keep pushing, get her out. <laughs> get her out. <laughs> Get her out. No. She's like, oh, I'm patient and I need her out. <laughs> I didn't bleed that much after, you know. I, mm-hmm. you know, I was. Did they tell you like four weeks or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like that. Mine uh, was like a heavy period for like a little over a week. Maybe because I've never. No soy sangrona. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> It reminded me of the things that, you know, you hear about pregnancies, but, and I don't know why I'm thinking about this now, but I don't remember waking up to pee ever. I don't think I did that much either. Mm -mm. I I know people hearing this will either be like, I'm ready to have a baby and be like, eh. And then they'll hear my story and be like, never mind. (laughs) You can definitely wait till you're ready. <laughs> yes, we recommend I think that. You will never be ready. Yeah, like, you really, really ready. So, I think you're never prepared to become a parent, but you have to be prepared to make sacrifices, selfless sacrifices. And I think if you're prepared to do that, then you can take it all on. Yeah. Is that like fair? Does that sum up motherhood and fatherhood, maybe somewhat? Yeah. Yes. A lot about sacrifices. Mm-hmm. A lot it's of changes. Never, never what you expect, regardless mm-hmm. of. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're talking about pregnancy, if you're talking about labor, if you're talking about parenting, if you're talking about how you're going to raise your child. You can say a million things. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be this parent, or I'm going to be like this, or this, mm-hmm. or that, or I have a labor plan, and nothing. Mm-hmm. It will never go mm-hmm. as you are expecting. So. Be prepared yep. to have to make a change of some sort. Mm-hmm. But um, to go with it. How's that saying go? ¿Quieres hacer a Dios reír? Make a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tus planes. But it's a thousand times <laughs> worth it. Every yes. minute of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even as they're waking you up 10 times during the night. Just because <laughs> they want to see your face. Yes. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed our little two-part episode here where we get to share very personal intimate details of of our lives if you guys like this kind of stuff let us know yeah um we're free to share (laughs) well don't forget to share us with your friends guys especially those that are ready to venture off into mother or fatherhood the more you know the better even though it won't go as expected, but it's always good to be informed. <laughs> yes, make informed decisions, friends. <laughs> right, we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Bye. 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 Bye.